0: Our psalm comes from Psalm 51. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from
1: my sins and blot out all my iniquities. The reading this morning is from Matthew 6, 19 through 34. Do not store up treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, where feeds break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there where your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will full will be full of darkness if then the light in you is darkness how great is the darkness no one can serve two masters for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God and wealth therefore I tell you do not worry about your life What will you eat or what will you drink or about your body or what will you wear is it not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, How they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like any of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For this Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly fathers know that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The word of the Lord.
0: Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And let us pray. Holy Spirit, expose every false way in us and root us in the truth of your promise. Amen. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service today, we are starting a three-part sermon series on stewardship and generosity. So for the next three Sundays, beginning today, we are going to be thinking about our relationship to what we have, to our treasure, whatever that may be, and we'll be considering the things that keep us from being generous, with our resources, So today, as you have likely already guessed, the obstacle to generosity that we are focusing on is worry. Our text today is from Matthew chapter 6, and it comes right in the middle of Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, just in the 16 verses of it that we read this morning, we ha- found some of the most famous sayings of Jesus— Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Uh, No one can serve two masters. Seek first the kingdom of God, and of course, do not worry. It almost sounds like a greatest hits album from Jesus. And I think that's usually how we listen to it, right? We put our favorite songs on repeat, and we skip over some of the others. Uh, So we put on the Where Your Treasure Is track, for example, and we think about uh, the lessons uh, of what's really important in life. Or or we play Two Masters, and we think about the trap that possessions and wealth can become. Or we play Don't Worry whenever we want to find our happy place. I think Bob Marley covered that last one at some point. And in fact, uh, most English Bibles divide up this sermon just in this way. So, for example, if you pulled out your pew Bibles, the Bible's right in front of you, uh, and if you turn to Matthew chapter 6, and it's on page 787 if you want to do this, 787, you'll see that every chunk of this sermon is given its own little paragraph, even its own uh, title. Uh, And though those titles aren't original, they're added by the translators, and so, if you look at our passage, if you start there in verse 19, you see the title Concerning Treasures. And then you get those three verses about uh, treasures on earth and in heaven afterwards. And then in verse 22, we see the title, The Sound Eye. And we get two more verses about the eye and and light and darkness. Uh, And then verse 24 gets its own title all by itself Serving Two Masters, we're told. Uh, And then finally, the second half, the bulk of our reading, uh, is all together under that last title, Do Not Worry. You know, almost all English Bibles do this, by the way. Likely, if you go home and you open up whatever Bible you see there, you'll see about the same thing. Maybe different titles, maybe slightly different divisions. But basically, all English Bibles do this. And you can understand why. The translators and the Bible publishers would want to do this. It it makes it easier to read, right? It makes it easier to to find the passage you want. If you're looking for a passage about treasure, you see uh, concerning treasures, and you know you're in the right spot. But the problem is that Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is not written as a greatest hits album, but it's one continuous sermon of Jesus preached to his disciples in the hearing of this great crowd. And if you want proof of that, that these aren't supposed to be just easily digestible nuggets, but rather one continuous speech, look no further than that one word at the beginning of verse 25, the beginning of the Do Not Worry section, And it's this, therefore, therefore, it doesn't seem like a very important word, does it? But it does tell us that what comes after it, do not worry, is connected to what comes before it. You cannot serve God and wealth. So why should you not worry about your life or your food or your clothing Well, Jesus gives lots of reasons. He points to God's care for the birds and the grass. He points to the uselessness of our own worry. We can't really change anything by worrying about it. But the very first reason he gives is that no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and wealth. Now, I don't know about you, but that was surprising to me. Usually when I think about worry, and when I listen to what Jesus has to say about it, I notice all of those nice lessons Jesus gives towards the end of the reading. But here Jesus starts with something harder. Don't worry, Jesus says, because when we worry, we attempt to serve two masters. When we worry, we attempt to serve both God and wealth. And this, Jesus says, simply cannot be done. Now, I have to admit, this passage has struck me rather uncomfortably this week. Some of you already know this, but for the past six months or so, uh, even a bit longer, I've been struggling with anxiety and depression it's not really a new thing for me. It's run in my family for generations, literally. Uh, And I know it's one of those hereditary things that I get to endure in a sinful and broken world. It's just part of what it is to be me. But at the same time, even though I know my anxiety has as much to do with unbalanced brain chemistry as it does with anything else, I can't help but feel the sting of what Jesus' statement is here about worry. That when we worry, we try to serve two masters. That when we worry, we despise our true master. We think lightly of our true master, and we devote ourselves to whatever we think will bring us back control. In other words, when we worry, we act as though God our Father does not care for us. And we put ourselves in the service of, of false gods, whether those are money or possessions or our own ability to get by. We become idolaters. I mean, after all, if we trust God as we should, if we believe the promises that God has made for us in our baptisms, through communion, through preaching, through scripture, what could there possibly be to worry about? On the other hand, if we doubt God's promise, if we doubt God's providing for us, then we begin to worry. Then we seek uh, to take our well-being, our own future, into our own hands. We amass wealth for ourselves. We do only those things that we think will ensure a good future for us. We love our neighbors not as ourselves, but for ourselves, using them as opportunities for our own advancement. When we worry, rather than following Jesus's example of generously emptying himself out for his enemies, worry makes us self-filling, self-hoarding, just plain selfish. Now, I know some of you out there are worriers in much the same way I am, and I would guess that perhaps you also can feel deeply, as I do, The truth of Jesus' accusation here, as hard as it is. Others of you, I know, are less prone to worry. And yet, every day, even in a nation as wealthy and as well provided for as ours, our lives are awash in anxiety and worry and doubt. So, what are us worriers to do Well, first, I think it's important that we recognize worry for what it is. That we treat it not just as some harmless quirk, but as a real sign that our trust, our faith is not properly placed. Second, rather than using our worry, the existence that we worry, as an excuse to worry even more, we instead turn to our Father in heaven and ask that he provide for us the faith which we lack. As our psalm says this, this morning, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out my iniquities. And third, we listen. We listen for God's promising word to us. The word which puts us worriers to death and raises us to new life. And when that word comes to us, when that good news of God releases us from the false masters of wealth, of property, of possessions, we give generously. We generously give thanks and praise to God. We we generously give life's needs to our neighbors. We become empty so that Jesus Christ fills us. So now you warriors, you uh, unsuccessful servants of two masters, you selfish idolaters, you know who you are. Hear the word of your gracious father who cares for you far beyond your wildest imagination. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sin is forgiven. Your iniquity is blotted out and in its place cling to this truth. That God, your Father, knows your every need. And God, your Father, will provide for you. Amen.